0: What's going on, everyone? I'm excited to announce that as of this recording, the Unstoppable podcast has surpassed 10,000 downloads. Thank you all for listening and sharing on your social media and with your friends. It's truly an honor to have your support, and it's really exciting to see this podcast continue to grow and inspire. So if you could please rate and comment on whatever platform you're listening on, that would be a huge help to keep the Unstoppable podcast growing. On occasion. There are times where certain events turn our lives upside down. 13-year-old Will Chappell was enjoying his life as a phenomenal athlete with a loving family that supported him when one day his world was turned upside down and he woke up paralyzed on his left side. Today, we're going to hear from Will and his dad, Jared, who happens to be one of the founders of Safe Streets, the sponsor of this podcast, Share Will's Story. We're also going to talk about facing the unknown and what could happen when you're brave enough to step up to the plate. I'm Anthony Robles, and welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. What does unstoppable mean to you? Unstoppable is just a a mindset and a way of life. I think it's just uh, not being being afraid to fail. Relentless. I can accomplish anything... I want to accomplish. When I set my priorities right, when I walk with God, and when, again, I I live with that mindset, being the best that I can be at every moment.
1: I think there's nothing more powerful
0: on earth than the human will. Anthony Robles has shown us that impossible is nothing. Anthony Robles is a national champion.
2: You're listening to The Unstoppable Podcast with Anthony Robles, brought to you by Safe Streets. Please welcome today's special guests, Jared and Will Chapel.
0: Hey everyone, before we start this episode, I'd like to take a moment to recognize our sponsor. When it comes to protecting your family, be unstoppable. Don't cut corners with your smart home security. Call my friends at Safe Streets. They'll evaluate your unique security and automation needs, all while delivering a five star customer experience. Get your free quote today call 844 980 SAFE. That's 844 980 7233. All right, I'm here with Will and Jared Chapel. And Jared, I know you are the founder of Safe Streets and the sponsor of Unstoppable podcast. So, Thank you so much for the honor and just for supporting the Unstoppable podcast.
1: No, thank you. The honor's ours, so we we appreciate uh, being here today with you. It's an honor.
0: Uh, Well, welcome to my home, and I was so excited, Will, I mean, just to be able to hear more about your story and ask you some questions because your mindset, I mean, you truly are unstoppable. You know, what what I like to say, and on this podcast, what we talk about is wrestling through life's challenges, right? We all have obstacles. We all have things that come up, and we don't want to face the obstacles. We don't want to have to wrestle challenges, but... We, that's out of our control, right? We have to face those things. So, so happy to have you here today and I'm so excited to be able to talk with you more. And I know you're an awesome athlete, right?
2: Yeah. How many sports been, do you play? Uh, three. Three? What are those? Uh, football, basketball, and baseball. All right. Do you have a favorite out of? Um, I like basketball the best, but I'm probably the best at baseball. Okay. So I like baseball.
0: Right. I, I gotta say, man, I saw some of the videos of you hitting some home runs. That's really impressive. Thanks. Oh, my pleasure. And I heard that you
2: have a nickname. Is it the grinder? Oh, the grinder? Um, I got that in football in, like, seventh grade. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah why why'd they start calling you that? Uh, I think, I don't know why. My coach just made it up for me.
0: Really? Oh. Yeah. See, for, when I heard that, it really struck a chord because on our wrestling team, we used to say, you grind now, you shine later, right? So, to me, grinder is like, you're the hardest working guy on the team, you're the, the guy that pushes, and, and you, you, you fight during those practices, right? You, you give your best effort every single time, so... I was I was really uh, interested to hear that you had that nickname. Yeah. So, you know, like I mentioned, we all go through challenges, right? We all go through these obstacles in life. And I know on July tw- on July 8th, was it July 8th? Yeah. Where you went through a particular challenge. Can you talk about that experience?
2: Yeah, I was just playing uh, with my friends on the river at my uncle's house. And he has this, like, toy that it's called the blob. And it's, like, a person... It's like ten feet above you, and he like jumps on this thing. There's another person who like flies in the air, and I had my—I'm not usually like a daredevil type of person—and I had my big six-six friend, like, and he like jumped really high, and God. it fell about like twenty feet in the air, and that kind of belly flopped. Oof. Um, I kind of got out of the water, just kind of shaking my head. Like, thought I maybe concussed, but like I never really blacked out or anything. Uh, my mom told me just to go get in the car. She uh took me to my house. I uh, had a little, like, I took a two-hour nap or whatever, and I woke up, and I was just puking, and it was just not great, and so we went to the hospital, Um, like, they, the doctor said I had a little bleed in my brain, so they just kept me overnight, nothing, nothing bad, and then I woke up the next morning, and I was completely paralyzed on my left side. Man. That's scary.
0: I can't imagine, man, that, that just sounds terrifying, you know, and... I think that's that's something that, I mean, no one can fully understand and grasp that, right? It's like one day everything just, life changes. And what we'd say in wrestling, it's like, you know, certain times in a wrestling match, right? You're wrestling, things are going the right way, you're comfortable. And all of a sudden you're like on your back looking up at the lights. And that's a situation, I mean, it's scary, you know, but you were on your back looking up at the lights in your life. And Mr. Chapel, can you just share a little bit about like what happened next, what the doctors were saying to you guys? and
1: Yeah, so when... uh When he woke up in the morning and, and, you know, his hand wouldn't open and his leg wouldn't work. Um, you know, they rushed him down to do an MRI and, and, uh, and he had braces on, uh, he's got them back on now, but the, the, they couldn't see completely, but they thought that he had had a dissection in his, in his artery, which he hadn't had. But at the time they they said he's had a stroke. And I was like a stroke. Like, how did he have a stroke? He's 13 years old. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, it was scary. It was, it was devastating. Um, and you know, I remember, you know, Will looking at me when we told him what had happened and that he was going to be life lighted. you know, and it happened all in about 10 minutes, uh, that he'd be life down to primaries. And, um, I remember me asking me three questions. He says, am I going to live? Uh, am I going to walk again? And am I going to play baseball? And as a father it was it was really hard to to see that uh you know that fear and in uh, real fear i mean real fear of a lot of things a lot of the unknowns um and yet there's something that told me to to tell him it would all it would all be okay that yes you would do all those things and and that uh that if you have faith that god would bless you and and would make you whole again, and I said, just trust me. I said, I looked. I remember looking him in the eyes and saying, "Trust me. You know, God's going to take care of you." And then we sent him on his way. And you, as a mother and father sending their son on their way, a lot of fears and 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 what not happening, and um, but there was also a calm and a a confidence of you know trusting in in God and and you know, as far as a young man that is just so used to working hard and like, there isn't, I mean, the reason they called him the grinder is because there wasn't anyone that outworked Will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Will at everything, has always worked hard, and now looking back at it nine months ago, um, in retrospect, a lot of that prepared him for what has now happened and transpired. I don't, a lot of people being completely paralyzed to come back from that. The, the odds aren't good, mm-hmm. um, and i refrain from Googling and everything else because I just decided to put my faith in God and say, my son's in your hands and we'll, we'll work together, uh, to, to make this, this young man whole again. And now we're here. We sit, you know, nine months later, uh, if you met Will the first time, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know a thing. And that's people die from the type of stroke. they had a, a stroke in the, the pawns of his brain. Um, which is in the brainstem. It's a really small area and, uh, it's, uh, it's been awesome. It's been a miracle to, to watch it happen. And, and a a lot of it's been his work ethic and willingness to, to face his fears of Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, in the back of your mind, thinking certain things might not be possible, Mm -hmm. um, and working through it and making them not only possible, but even stronger than you were before. So Man, but yeah, in the hospital, it was it was it was scary.
0: I, I can't imagine. That's so powerful, and there's I mean, there's so many key things that you said. One of them that really stood out to me is you said you, you put your faith in God. You know, and that's something I can definitely relate with because in my life, just going through my challenges, it's you know, it was my faith and my family that got me through, that gave me the strength. And uh, I love how you said you know you weren't focusing on the odds. And I think that's something, especially in life, right? It's like people they find themselves in situations and then they start looking at the statistics they start looking at the obstacles in front of them and and why they can't do it or why it's going to be hard to overcome what they have to deal with when really it's all about having faith, right? It's about grinding, putting in that work, working hard, doing what you can in the situation and having faith that in the end, you're going to get to where you want to go.
1: Absolutely. No, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, to do the impossible, you gotta, you gotta believe it's possible and Mm -hmm. you gotta, you got to believe it. And interestingly enough, you know, and Will, I'd I'd love to hear from you on this, but uh, was relatively calm. Like after that, um, what what would you say was going on in your head? You know, as you were going through all of that, all those fears, all those, um, you know, what if? You know, I never am able to do this again. Yeah. Usually, I'm like an anxious person. Like in the hospital, I was completely calm,
2: and I know God helped me with that because. Usually I'd probably just be freaking out if I knew I had a stroke, but I only cried once and that was when they told me I was going to be life flighted. But besides that, I was completely calm.
0: God, had his hand on your
2: shoulder, huh? Yeah.
0: Man, that that's incredible, Will. And, and you know, just being in that situation where, you know, you're dealing with the unknown and you're battling that fear because I mean, the fear was there, right? I mean, whether we like it or not, the fear is going to be there, you know, the obstacles are going to be there, but it's about how you react to those things. And you chose to react, uh, react to that by Facing it full on. And so, I mean, we talked about your nickname of the grinder and, and I've heard about that work ethic. So tell me about the the physical therapy that you go through, had to go through next. And what was that like? What were the things that they, they had you doing at the very beginning?
2: Um, at the beginning, there was like this pad where I'd like touch my left hand. And mm-hmm. at the start, I, on my right side, I got like 54. And then on my left, I only got like six. And that was really like challenging for me because going from like being an elite athlete to barely being able to walk that was really hard for me and for like the first two weeks I was just pure trying to move my hand and like move my arm and then after that I kind of just started improving each week and just getting better.
0: Yeah that that must have been very humbling. Yeah, you know, I know as an athlete going through injuries it's like you're used to competing at a certain level right I mean seeing the videos of you hitting these amazing home runs and then you're basically you're having to relearn things all over again you know to start from scratch and that is very discouraging, but I loved how you said, you know, it was it was a daily thing for you, right? Mm-hmm. Every single day you just showed up, you tried to do a little bit more, a little bit more, and that's that grind part, right? It's, it's not fun. Sometimes you don't you don't excel as fast as you expect, do you? But it's like, little by little, you're making that progress, right? Yeah. Because I imagine when you first started baseball, were you hitting home runs right off the bat? No. And I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'd be impressed if you were, because <laughs> <laughs> when I started wrestling, I was getting thrown across the room at the beginning, so... But you have to be willing to, to start little, right? To start small. Before you can run, you got to learn how to crawl, right? Before you can swing a bat, you got to get out there on the field, right? So those little, tiny little steps for you.
1: Yeah. No, and I remember, you know, the first thing they had you do was learn how to roll over, <laughs> learn how to crawl, because, you know, the way that you crawl is the way that you walk and using your arms and your legs in a symbiotic way. And, you know, how humbling it was, but yet how good of attitude he always had and the trainers and everyone would always say man that kid just wants more you know hmm. you remember we were supposed to be in primaries for two months you remember that Will? Yeah. Hmm. And what did you decide to do? Walk like 30 flights of stairs. Wow like, really? First day I could walk yeah. Man and, and he just kept pushing and pushing and he's like let's get out of here and four days later instead of two months he was they said you need more and uh, you know just kept pushing through and Trust in the process and trust in that, you know, you got to do your part and God will do his part.
0: Absolutely. Trust in the process. And, you know, two things that stood out to me is attitude. You said attitude. Mm-hmm. And I mean, those are the, the two things you can control always. Right. It's the attitude and it's the effort that you put into it. And it sounds like you were just right on par. And that's a, to me, that's a, a champion mentality right there. Right. It's like a not ideal situation, but attitude and effort. That's the key thing every single time. Yeah. So like how many hours a day where would the the physical therapy go?
2: Uh, I did went to three different um, places and in total, six to eight hours every day. Wow. That was crazy.
0: Crazy. That's that's a lot of work. Yeah. So it didn't happen overnight, did it? No. Yeah. See, that's another thing, another important lesson, right? It's like sometimes it takes long, but we have to be willing to put that time into it. It's not going to happen overnight. Mm -hmm. So I heard though, I mean, you're working, you're grinding, putting in this work and little by little, you're progressing I heard that a little less than two months after your stroke, uh, you went to one of your team's baseball games, and they actually had changed their jerseys. On the back of them, it said willpower. Um, why did they do that? Can you tell me a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, it meant a lot. Um, I didn't know they would have willpower on the back of the jerseys. Didn't really know how much they were like – I knew they were supporting me a lot, but like when I saw that, that meant a lot to me. Yeah, that must have been really cool just to have that that team support you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right?
0: and uh, Mr. Chapel I know you know Will was at the game and he gave you guys a call right you were at dinner and he called you guys to talk about something uh,
1: uh I guess that caught you off guard right yeah I know I think uh you know when he showed up he showed up in shorts uh said he was not going to play and again it was only 2 months after he was probably 50 60% on that left side and um we were taken back you know that he that he, that he wanted to play um It was kind of a tearful aha moment when we all sat there going, wow, he's going to do this. And then, you know, watching him take the field, you know, I think there was more than one watery eye and, you know, including his teammates, I loved, uh, love them putting willpower on the back of, of their uniforms and, and then even as a team, his best friend offering a prayer, trying to choke through all that was, was really cool to see the power of love and of friendship, um, and of God all working as one to, to help you know, will heal uh, from his accident, so it was it was a really cool thing, and for him to have the courage to do it, you know, we were we were I can't say we were totally surprised, but we were we were definitely shocked that uh, after watching a game and sitting there going, oh hey yeah, I'm gonna go do this, even though it was probably before you know he was ready to, but he proved us wrong. You know, um, had that uh, that unstoppable mentality, right? Absolutely, that's that's what it's all about.
0: And Will, I mean, that's just so incredible, man. I mean, that shows a lot of courage that you're willing to go out there and and make an attempt, you know, to go out there and, and swing again. And tell me what what was going through your mind when you went up to bat for for the first time in, in two months, like like what what were you thinking about? Were you
2: nervous? Or what was? Oh, yeah, going there? I was freaked out. Um, it was like one of the first hot bats in my life. That I've been like freaked out of a pitch, and uh, the guy threw me like three strikes in a row. I was so nervous, like my head was bobbing, my eyes were twitching in the box and um, I remember going back into the dugout thinking like I couldn't do it and then all my teammates and my coaches were like talking me through it and then the next two at-bats I got walked so got better throughout the game. So it got better throughout the game is what you said. Yeah.
0: Man and I think the key is what you said you you didn't give up right I mean even though you struck out that first one you didn't give up you kept going and I think that's that's something that we need to remember, right? Sometimes in life, we're going to strike out, right? Sometimes in life, we're going to face a challenge. We're going to face a setback, but that doesn't mean we give up, right? That unstoppable mentality that you have, it means you go back up to that plate, right? You keep making an effort to swing again. Yeah. So that was the first game back, right? Yeah. So tell me about uh, the second game. Did you
2: guys play again the next day? The next that was day, and I got three at-bats that game, and the first at-bat, I think I popped out, so at least I made contact. And the second I bat I actually got a hit, got a single, that felt really nice, and then the last I bat I hit a double so you you hit the ball first then you got a single, and then you hit a double after that. yeah,
0: it's that gradual improvement, huh? yeah, that's awesome, man so I bet I mean your confidence must have been just growing and growing, huh as you're going through that
2: yeah, definitely,
0: so tell me how did that feel for you when you hit that that double you know when you when you finished that game, just to see like you know where you were yesterday and then where you were in that second game how did it feel to get that double and feel like you know things are finally starting to come together for you again
2: yeah at first like that first game i was like feeling like i wasn't 100 percent. and i knew i wasn't 100 But that second game i really didn't care which really wasn't focusing on that and after i hit that double i felt like 100 percent after the game like it felt great
0: yeah I, I like what you said you know you weren't really focusing that you weren't 100 you know and i think that's that's an important thing to remember not just in athletics, but, uh, you know, a good life lesson too, right? It's like sometimes we don't feel like we're always 100% prepared, like we're always going to be ready. I know, man, when I was wrestling, there were certain times I would wrestle a guy who was ranked, you know, a little bit higher than me from a tougher school, and I'd be like, I, I don't know if I'm ready for this, right? I don't know if I'm-, I'm-, I'm good enough right now, but unstoppable mentality, right? You have to believe, you have to give the best that you can at the moment, right? Whatever situation you're in, and that's what makes you a champion. Hey everyone, I hope you're enjoying this episode. Before we get back to it, I'd like to take a moment to recognize our sponsor. Staying safe is more important now than ever before, which is why Safe Streets is one of my favorite companies. Safe Streets is the only authorized provider of ADT monitoring in the country, making them industry experts in home security and automation. Right now, Safe Streets has a special offer for our audience get a free doorbell camera and $100 Visa gift card with new system activation and installation. To reserve your safe sheets offer today, call 844 980 SAFE. That's 844 980 7233. So, I mean, Mr. Chapel, I mean, just seeing that, you know, seeing your boy, he's trying and then he gets on the base, he hits that ball. I mean, what was that like? Like, I mean, were, were the, obviously, I know the, the other families, they were yeah. kind of
1: aware of the situation. So, no, I mean, you know, I think, you know, it, what was interesting is all the other families that, knew what did happen. We're aware. And and then the other team obviously wasn't aware of any of that. So there was no special treatment nor would ever ask for any of that or want it that way Mm -hmm. for my own son. I think part of life is learning how to, to deal with those struggles and fight through them and to watch him, you know, come out successful on that with basically, you know, having pretty much one arm. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you watch the video of his first hit, um, to be able to do that and then to watch him run again was, was magical. I mean, it was, it was awesome. It was, it was, it was awesome to see. And it was the greatest part was to see the light in his face, um, the excitement and his teammates, the excitement and the people, the tears in the eyes of of people that weren't sure he was going to, what was going to happen, you know, whether he'd walk again, whether he'd do all these things. And he had the courage to go probably before. Even being really physically ready to do it, mm-hmm. charged ahead in you know true will fashion, and <laughs> uh you know did something awesome so it's something that was might have seemed easy to him before mm-hmm. um, you know what was it was it was remarkable for sure
0: yeah that's that's incredible so well I mean what was it that inspired you to step up to the the plate for that first time i mean that very first that bat what was it because you know obviously we're talking about the fear that you're dealing with, but you know what made you just finally say, Okay, I'm I'm going out there today?
2: Uh I wasn't planning on playing the whole day. I was just kinda there to have fun and see my teammates. And then I watching the game like I got this bug like, this, like I haven't got before. And I just decided right after mm-hmm. the game that I wanted to go out there and play.
1: Hmm.
0: Decided you wanted to do it, so you went after it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Good mentality right there. And so I mean, let's just talk about the timetable for a second. So I mean from the very beginning when everything happened and then you hit this home on what was the time in between that? Like, like how long with the therapy? So,
1: so yeah, it would have been in October. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, about three to four months after, um, which if you remember, we were supposed to be in primary children's learning how to crawl and do just basic things, let alone we're at a high level, a competitive, I mean the best, competitors from nevada and utah and idaho are competing in a in a tournament and they're playing in a consolation championship and and yeah first first at bat he was our leadoff hitter and i mean these fences were deep these kids were not hitting home run there wasn't home runs being hit and yeah the first at bat even the coaches the coach was like whoa what are you guys feeding those guys and i said (laughs) oh if you only knew this kid's story i was coaching third base. said, if you only knew this kid's story. I said he was paralyzed less than three months ago on his left side completely um, and performing at a high level and having fun with his friends. And um, to me, it seemed like the, the little, the, those, those things that happened that probably were more normal to him before, when as he got those little bits of confidence, he was able to feed off of that and want more. It, at least it seemed like he wanted more and, and you know and build on 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 each step you know it's a it's a it's not an overnight process by any means and him trusting the process and putting in the work and and then the next thing just gearing up for the next event to to make things happen was was fun to watch
0: yeah i love that trusting the process and putting in the work and that's just it's an absolute miracle i mean to go from where you were learning how to crawl, learning how to use your hand again, and all of a sudden you're, you're smacking balls out of the park, hitting these home runs. I mean, that's truly a miracle, but it goes back to what you were doing, right? The work ethic that you're putting in because, you know, like we said, faith in God is the, was the key, but you also had to do your part, right? You also yeah. had to show up every single day and put the time in and, and have the right attitude. And uh, I'm guessing there were days where that, that wasn't fun, right? Where it wasn't easy, was it? Yeah, no, it's not super hard but you get through it, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, you get through it, and then you live to fight another day. Yeah. Man, that that's incredible. And and so you didn't stop there, from what I heard. Tell me about this, the Powerhouse Showcase. Can you guys tell me a little bit about what that is?
2: Yeah, the Power Showcase is like a national event where the best kids from the country go. Like, I'm one of the smallest kids there, and, and like my hometown team, I'm one of the bigger kids. And like, I was hitting against these 200-pound kids, and they were hitting like... 11 home runs like i think that was the leader and i tied for fifth place in that and i hit five home runs wow Mm
0: -hmm. so you hit five home runs and you're competing against
2: kids that were 200 pounds yeah and i weigh like 140
0: pounds 200 pounds that's a big
2: yeah big kids
0: (laughs) some big kids there so can can you tell me about um, your training leading up to that point
2: yeah i had my hitting coach uh jp who lives in arizona but he came to live in utah just for me for what, two months. And every day we so I started at NeuroWorks, which is from like ten or like what, nine to ten? Or nine to eleven. And then from eleven thirty to twelve thirty I hit with JP and then from two to three I hit with Stro and then I did just some other stuff in between, like every other day. But JP was a huge help for me. Um like he helped me get that first home run too. Like without JP I don't know what else I would do. Like I'd probably be and maybe hitting off the tee but i don't know
0: that's awesome so it sounds like you, you had a great support system around you had you had uh, someone who was willing to kind of push you right mm-hmm. you got to push you outside of your comfort zone just so you can keep leveling up right get better and better and, yeah. and see what you're ca- truly capable of mm-hmm. that's really cool man and
1: so um you know the power showcase is uh it's a national event in fact it's an international event where they'll invite uh top players from each class you know and will's you know in the 2025 class it's his graduating class and he'd been invited before uh the stroke could happen he'd done it the year prior and um i asked him i said do you want to cancel out on that you know or do you want to go and compete in that and uh he told me no i want to go compete and i called the director brian domenico uh the president of power showcase told him what had happened and you know immediately he was like he was devastated, but he also said, this is awesome. What's happening. he goes, he needs to come, even if he doesn't hit a single home run and, Mm -hmm. and, and come and just be there, um, and, and compete. And none of us had any idea that, that, you know, until I started seeing him train and and really train hard with, with JP for, you know, I think he underplayed how many hours it was of, of working to get ready for that event. And Mm -hmm. then, and then getting to that event, and and even right before it, you remember how scared you were? Um, I remember him being nervous and probably a lot more dry mouth than he even is now <laughs> uh, to go do it. But going out there and, and, and absolutely, I mean, doing better than guys that are much bigger than him um, and don't have the disability or the, The thing that was working against him Mm -hmm. uh, to deal with, he no one knew. Um, That was what was crazy. And and intentionally didn't tell anyone besides Brian what had happened. Um, I think there was one other kid that knew from like Maine or somewhere. Yeah. Um, You know, that Will had met from the prior one. But uh, it was amazing to be able to go and compete. And out of, you know, 40 kids in his class to finish fifth. Um, That's not normal hitting you know 400 foot uh home runs and it, it was at the place uh it was at uh i don't I'm trying to remember the name now uh but in texas where they played the world series so we'd actually been at the dodgers <laughs> world series game a couple of weeks prior huh. and then he was actually out on that field playing and it wow. was it was pretty magical right i mean when you hit that first one it was it was pretty sweet and that's awesome i like
0: how you guys are being honest, you know, about, uh, nice. Will, about, about that fear. I like how you're being honest about, you know, you being nervous about you being scared. And, uh, I mean, I think that's something that, uh, I mean, it's great because, I mean, a lot of athletes are not willing to share that. Right? I mean, I know when I was competing, I would get scared. I would get nervous. But, you know, that fear, it's human. It's natural. It's going to be there. But, I mean, your story, I mean, it's just a great example of you never allow that fear to hold you back right you just stay focused on your goal you put the time and you have the faith and you grind you keep moving forward i mean th- your story is just so incredible man i mean there's so many d- different pieces um, that i'm hearing that really it's just inspiring me because i mean that work ethic is number one you know that attitude is number two because you going through this you wouldn't be hitting those home runs. you wouldn't have taken fifth at that showcase had not been for that work ethic and the attitude during those times where you're, you were learning how to use your hand, where you were crawling, you know, those little things pushing through that. And then also just being brave enough to step up to the plate. Like I said, you know, I mean, that's just incredible. And uh, such a great lesson for people to remember and just having the back of our heads, because I know guys, I mean, there's a lot of people out there who they might be listening to this right now. They're dealing with challenges, you know, they're trying to overcome things in their lives, but they're dealing with that fear of, Stepping to the plate. So I mean, do either one of you have advice for anybody listening who might be dealing with that fear and trying to overcome their own challenges?
1: Um, you know, all that will speak to to facing that fear. But um, sometimes you've just got to you you've just got to let it go, right? I mean, everyone has fears. Everyone has uh, feelings of inadequacy. Everyone has um, feelings of not being, you know, completely. Uh, am I able to do this? Am I going to be able to perform at this level? And I think at some point you just have to throw that, that all aside and and just attack it and realize that uh, you're going to fail and failure um, is part of getting better and accepting that, you know, coming up short is is fine and then doing all the preparation. I mean, when you're prepared, you don't fear Um, when you've, when you put in the effort, when you put in um, the time, you know, Mm -hmm. that fear starts to slowly, turn into actually confidence mm-hmm. and then when confidence comes and when you hit that first home run it's like okay brick by brick I'm building up this mental makeup mm-hmm. that I can be you know an elite athlete or I can be um, someone that can contribute uh, to society in, in whatever way whether it's work whether it's athletics at your home whatever it might be but, you know I think that uh, part of us is recognizing the fear and then facing it and and replacing fear with faith, um, and putting your faith in God and yourself and, and going at it. And that's, that's what I watched more than anything was, was Will facing his fears. Um, and to say that there wasn't moments of doubt or like, I can't do this anymore or thoughts like that. I could see that sink in. And then I would see that stubborn look on his face and like, "Mm, I'm going to keep pushing forward and I'm going to keep going at this. And And, uh, when you do that, you end up triumphing over the, over the fear that you, that you have ultimately.
0: Yes, sir. Absolutely. Anything you want to
1: add, Will? No, that was good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, I mean, it's been so fun talking with you and just hearing more about your story, Will. And, uh, I have this, this little thing I like to do. It's called the short time questions. So I like to wrap up every single podcast episode with the short time questions. And in wrestling, you know, there's 15 seconds left on the clock. The match is about to end. And we say short time, right? So basically, these short time questions, I'll ask three more questions, and you just fire off the first thing that comes to your head. Okay. Sound good? So I'll ask both of you guys. So first question here. What's your favorite book or movie? We'll start with you, Will. Um, Rocky Four. All right. All right. That's a good one. That's one of mine, too. Yeah. Mr. Chaffel? Um, I like to Remember the Titans. Another solid one. All right. Next question. Do you have a favorite motivational quote?
1: Um, No. No. Mine is you miss uh, 100% of the shots you don't take. So I like that one. You might as well take them. Might as well take them.
0: Yes, sir. Final question here. What does unstoppable mean to
2: you? Stoppable? Stoppable is more of a mindset. It's like the mama mentality. Like whatever mountain you put in front of me. I'll like run through that or whatever challenge you'll put in front of me. I'll run through that too.
1: I, I can't do that. That was, that was a good one. Will. <laughs> I was gonna Jeez. say that. That's kind of hard to beat, right there. That's yeah. that's a great answer. No, I yeah. I think unstoppable is, It's not how many times you get knocked down. It's, you just kind of keep standing up and moving forward. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a principle in in all of our lives. So uh, applicable to all of us. I love what you said. That. that was good, man.
0: Well, guys, I mean, thank you so much for your time, Will. Thank you for just sharing your incredible story and again, Mr. Chappell, I can't thank you and Safe Streets enough for your support of this podcast and uh, just uh, allowing me to share that message of positivity, you know, that idea of being unstoppable to the masses, because hearing stories like Will's and and other individuals who have been on this podcast has truly been life-changing, not just for the listeners, but uh, for me as well, you know, just, just kind of uh, recovering from the pandemic. I know we had our own, our own personal situations, but, you know, we're all going through our challenges, so hearing stories like Will's and others, it's been inspiring for me and uh truly been an honor, so thank you. Oh, thank you, Anthony. I appreciate you. It was so inspiring getting to talk with Will and his dad and hear about how Will wrestled and overcame his challenge. Will is a perfect example of what happens when you find the courage to face the unknown. Because when you think about it, our lives, they're full of unknowns. There are no guarantees. We could fall short. We could fail. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day. Will didn't know if he would ever play baseball again. And beyond that, there was a time where he didn't know if his normal way of life would ever be the same again. But that didn't stop him from showing up every day to his rehab sessions and giving it everything that he had. When faced with the fear of the unknown, Will refused to let the fear get the best of him. He didn't shy away, and he didn't give up. He stepped up to the plate and focused on what he could control in the situation. And that was his attitude and his effort. Fear is inevitable, my friends. There will always be the unknown. But remember, don't ever let the fear prevent you from stepping up to the plate. That's all for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode is brought to you by Safe Streets, the leader in smart home security and automation and America's only ADT-authorized provider. Safe Streets will help protect what you value most. To talk to an expert and get a free quote today, call 844-980-SAFE. That's 844-980-7233. The Unstoppable Podcast is a production of Anthony Robles Enterprises, LLC, in partnership with The Really Good Home Podcasts. I'd like to thank my editor, Laura Batista, producer Katie Pulatunoff, and my senior producer, Andy Frazier. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great day, and remember, be unstoppable.